happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light 'em up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I have a special guest today. Oh, I turned on the television this morning. Bloody hell. The Queen, the Queen has gone to Ireland. I'm so worried. <laughs> Adam, did you know that the word bloody, you know, it's a British swear word. It means by my lady, yeah. <laughs> by my lady. So I think it's my new swear word. I'm going to use it. I have Adam David Miller here with me. But I'm just worried because, you know, the Queen's trying to make nice and uh, there are bombs turning up. There's a, a, what do you call it? The bomb squad is trying to uh, make make a path for her. I'm trying to remember... Who was the last British royal to get blown up? It was uh, Lord Mountbatten, killed by Irish terrorists many years ago. The sad part, he had some young relatives with him. Lord Mountbatten, the uh, the last viceroy to India, 1947. Prince Charles idolized Mountbatten. <laughs> he was a sympathetic father figure. Told Charles to marry a young virgin. And you know how that worked out. Anyway... Charles liked him more than that Prince Philip, uh, his real dad, now 90 years old. Anyway, I hope the Queen has a pint of Guinness and a nice visit. And, uh, you know, it's too late for justice. Everybody knows that. Uh, I've given up. I remember being, uh, what is that, heartbroken long ago. Uh, all those guys starving to death in the prisons. Anyway, I have a soft spot for the Queen this season. Ever since the royal wedding last month, her grandson, you know, Diana's son, got married. And uh, <laughs> the queen, the queen was looking extremely serious, gravitas, you know. And in came two granddaughters, Beatrice and Eugenie, the daughters of uh, Fergie. You remember the redhead ex-wife of Prince Andrew? Uh, anyway... That girls came in wearing these bizarre, grotesque outfits, and they were seated directly behind Queen Elizabeth. I guess they wanted to embarrass the Queen because their mother was not invited to the wedding. Uh, actually, Fergie hit an all-time low. She took bribes from a lobbyist, and uh, uh, it amounted to some forty thousand pounds. I saw it all. That's on tape. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Um, whether we should worry about British royals anymore, but uh, I did have the feeling that all the red hair in the world won't make Fergie charming again. Uh, I think those garish daughters will be the, what you call that, the thorn in the flesh of the queen for 
Oh, at least, at least until her day is done. Uh, I like youthful clowning, but if I'd done something like that to my grandmother, I wouldn't be expected to be invited to anything. There was a hat on one of the girls that looked like a gigantic, um, oh, what do you call that, uh, a pretzel. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe when Charles is king, he can cut off some of their money and make them behave. I would doubt it. In any case, no time for Anglophiles today. We have a whole bunch of stuff. We have Adam is going to do a poetry reading this weekend. And also, it's a marathon. We have a book, the book that I had last time we're going to look at again. It's the book about the president's mother, Anne Dunham. And Adam's read at it, too. But first of all, I want Adam David Miller to read to you and tell you all about the poetry festival over at City College this Saturday. Uh, anybody who's listened to KPFA over the years is familiar with the work of Adam Miller, long-time KPFA programmer and teacher, writer, thinker, poet, and uh, I think, what do we call that? Uh, uh, well, this weekend... Adam is going to be given the Lifetime Achievement Award. So, does that make you a sage, Adam? Well, it makes me very humble because, after all, it is an award that's given by my peers. And uh, there are people who know what I've done and how I've been over the last um, couple you know, half century or so, and uh, <laughs> so for them to think so such of me um, allows me to feel that this is a very high measure of appreciation of what um, I have done. So I am humble and I am lifted by it. So, but there is this Berkeley Poetry Festival at the City College Auditorium. City College Berkeley is on Center Street just above Milvia, and it is Saturday the 21st from 1 to 4.30. Adam will be reading at 4 p.m., I see that here. Yes. So if you want to get to the auditorium, be sure you get there early because there's an art show. Now, tell us, Adam, is that uh, local artists or students? Uh, the art show is by students of the of the college, but it's a Juliet show. And I suspect that there are people, I recognize some of the names of people who were in it, um, Gary Church and, and so on, who is um, a very fine um, writer and comic artist and a poet. And so that some of them are not um, students at the college, I would imagine. But I've seen some of the work of some of the people there, and I like it. So I do recommend that you come at noon. Um, because the art show opens at that point. Also connected to the poetry festival, and the festival, by the way, is set up in three um, parts. In, in the first part, we'll have um, poems. We'll have an open mic section. There are five open mic slots. Wow. So, so if you want to come to be on the open mic, be sure to be there before 1230. Sign up at 1230, and folks. Yes. You, can, you can read your own work. Okay. And then after the open mic section, there'll be the Milvia Street Poets, hosted by Sharon Coleman, who herself is a fine poet and a teacher, an incredible teacher at the City College. 
and she has these young people that she has been grooming, and they will be five of them doing readings. That takes care of the first part. And the second part, there will be a continuation of the featured readers, and in that you'll have such people as Judy Wells, Neil Jensen, Sharon Coleman herself, Steve Arneson, and Jack and Adele Foley will read, but Jack and Julia Vinograd were recipients of the Achievement Award, Jack last year and Julia the year before. The other person, of course, was Maggie Maya. I happen to be the fifth person to be so honored. So please come. And after the readings, then the f- formal readings, um, Chris Worthington, who is our assemblyman for this district, will present me with this achievement award. Well, all yeah. the usual yeah. suspects will be there. I yeah. see that. Well, I yes. I remember. You let's see, Julia and Jack, uh, Julia Vinograd. Years ago, uh, we were over at the music hall. What is it? The American American Musical in San Francisco. She was getting the Before Columbus Award for her poetry, and yeah. there was a fuss backstage. Adam, it was funny. They didn't want her to blow her bubbles. They thought that that was not not dignified. They well, wanted gravitas. They, she's the bubble lady on Telegraph, Julia Vinograd. Well, not terribly poetic, I imagine. But <laughs> you could get a good poem out of that. You know, I'm always blowing bubbles. Well, or I, I'm always chasing rainbows or something. Well, it's what she's known for. I think. You know, I think there's a time for gravitas, and then there's a time to have a little fun. Uh, now, this this is an afternoon show, folks, so those of you who don't go out in the evening, those of you, you know, like me, who like to be home by dark, uh, it's 1 to 4.30, and I would, uh, I would love to hear something that you, is it something that you plan to read, Adam, or is it new work? Um, this is a, a poem that I've already done, but um, this the festival is free and open to the public. Thanks for uh, telling us. Yes, until no, no money, folks. You can come no, for free. No, come, yes, um, tell tell all your friends about it, because it is going to be, I think, um, one of the best of the festivals um, that we've had. So, um, Luis uh, Cunio, of course, is the coordinator of it. But he wants it stressed that the work done putting on the festival was a work of many, many, many hands. I know some of them, um, such as Sharon and um, Marcia Poole, who did a lot of the visual work and things like that, and um, Dale Jensen. So that there are all sorts of people who put this festival on just as we here on, on the station who happen to be on the air um, could not be on the air without such people as Michael Yoshida and and great many others who work in the engineering department who keep the things going here or without the people such as yourselves, dear listeners, who put up money to pay for all of this stuff. <laughs> Those are the people we call community organizers. Does that sound familiar? The people who get the work Done, Adam. We'll get the work done. But, uh, so we have, and of course, Chris Worthington, and this this is sponsored, of course, it's paid for by the city of Berkeley. And the city of Berkeley um, feels that it's an important enough event to um, put up the money um, for it. 
And so we're very happy to have that happen and happy that um, Chris Worthington, the councilman, will come and um, present a proclamation. So, do come and tell your friends. And I I was looking to see, I'm not sure there will be uh, any... Uh any wicked stuff like alcohol, but I'm sure somebody somebody is going to bring bring the donuts. Yes. Oh well, yes. There are on Center Street, right next door, and just up the street and around the corner. You know, all sorts of fine little restaurants, and there's food to be sold on the street. I'm not certain about the food um, in the atrium itself. Whether there's plans for that, there may be. Yeah. There will be books sold there um, by. Members, the featured readers will have their books there, so you might come. And yeah, the City College, what is the exact address, Adam? I know where it is, but I don't know. You know, it's below Shattuck. It's just just above Milvia. Right. On the right-hand side as you go up the street. I wish you would read us one of your poems as a a uh, what do you call that uh, uh, a preview of what's going to happen on on uh, Saturday. It's Saturday, not Sunday. I don't know why it is. I'm always thinking Sunday. No, the City College address is 2050 Center Street, Berkeley. 2050 Center Street, folks. Yes, between Milvia and Shattuck. It's within a short walking distance from the Berkeley. BART, and the 51 bus goes right up the street from there also, so that it's extremely accessible. There's a parking structure right next door to it that takes a lot of cars, and there's also one over on Bowditch. You got it. Berkeley BART. Uh, right there. Somebody can direct you if you get to the Berkeley Bart. Yeah. You know, you'll be fine. And if you get to uh, Center in Milvia, somebody can point you in the right direction. Yeah. Now, the poem that you said you would read to us, uh, oh, yes, it's all about the party, Adam. Yes, Yes. well, um, what I'd like to do is read this little poem that I will not be reading at the festival because I think what I will do at the festival is read a lot of bird poems. Um, my um, wife, um, Elise Peoples, has been studying bird language with John Young, and I found it fascinating, all the things we don't know about birds, but the things that birds know about us as humans. So uh, I wrote a bird poem, and so I'll be reading this bird poem and some other bird poems, mm-hmm. very fond and by John Rowe. They're the oldest but, species, as old as the dinosaurs. Well, they uh, are dinosaurs. Birds are phenomenal creatures once we really begin to look at them and see what they're doing. So what I'll do is read another kind of um, a poem, a little poem called After the Party. My guests keep me human. I see myself in them, them in me. When they come bringing food and laughter, they cheer me. I love when they dance, talk loud and long, or sit quietly in groups. I pleasure myself in their eyes. I absorb their richness, their roses, 
their thorns. I am less without my guests. A chaff blowing, they anchor me. By entering a space so precious to me, my guests make real time of party time, tipping the cornucopia of their love in my direction. That was after the party. Making real time out of party time. That's wonderful, Adam. I, I don't like parties because, you know, I'm always so busy not being myself. <laughs> you know, because no. there are others. Yes. Okay, now the reference real time and party time comes from the idea of carnival. Um, and you have the carnivals. Um, carnivals are party time. And anything goes in party time. Uh, so it's unreal. But it's. So when you get something that makes real time out of party time, then I think it's special. So I think the love of my friends is something special. It is. What is that we used to say? It's the only reality for me. I mean, if you mean, if by reality you mean the good stuff, <laughs> the authentic stuff, it reminds me of this woman that um, we we brought the book today. Um, the the woman who is the mother of our president. She's no longer with us. She died at the age of fifty-two. And if anybody made a party, she did. Her name was Ann Dunham, and. Uh, some people think she has been neglected. We have today, for a $75 subscription to KPFA, we can give you a copy of this book, A Singular Woman, The Untold Story of Barack Obama's Mother, by Janie Scott. Uh, uh, Ms. Scott has been, she's been through town already, I think. Uh, right, she was uh, here last week. She... Uh, she has written an incredible tome. It's a huge book. I, I, <laughs> it's an exhaustive uh, study. I don't know the the research here. Uh, there's so many what, what I would call um, oh, secondhand information is what it is. Uh, I like it because it's all we've got of her. You, you know. The interviews with her daughter Maya and with Barack Obama are only a very small part of this book. This is mostly information from people who knew her. And I, I guess you just have to form a picture of her from that. But she definitely struck me when I read this as the sort of woman, you know, who makes the party real. <laughs> She's very authentic human being. Uh, I don't know. Um, I wanted to ask Adam... What he thought, uh, she's described, you know, as the white woman from Kansas, and of course... Uh, <laughs> that's a least, least, least thing that she is. <laughs> I know. Isn't that's, it? Uh, yeah, that's isn't that surly, sad? That's surely incidental to don't her you, life. Yeah, don't you think, what is that, that this was a remarkable act of courage to marry an African student. He was 24 and she was uh, 18. And to marry him in, uh, well, let's see, Barack was born 1961. They were married in 1960 out in Hawaii. And, I mean, Hawaii is is fairly mellow, but still, it was a life-altering event. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you think, uh, what is it, uh, do you think she was naive? Some people have said they thought she was a naive woman. Well, 
I mean, she was great. I, from what I gather from the this incredible job that Jenny Scott has done on her life, is that she was she was many things. Uh, she was in some ways um, naive, but she was not um, dumb or stupid, <laughs> or and and she certainly saw people. A pretty pretty hole as far as I could tell <laughs> and she was somebody who um, opened herself to life and who went out and she saw something who needed to be done she did it and she did it at great cost often to herself and for example and she was an innovative thinker about social problems about the world for example this business of setting up the, the uh, micro credit you know, which was before way ahead, uh, way ahead of the people in, in the bank who did it, who got the Nobel Prize for it. So that, and sh- the fact that she was able to raise these two children. I mean, she started out this girl, really, uh, who married this man, and then of course he, he he left, and she eventually divorced him, married somebody else, had another child, and raised those children. I thought she did a phenomenal job. And is, a, is really a phenomenal woman. She's described as uh, sensual, flirtatious. Uh, this has got a lot of erotic force here. Uh, one of the last things she wanted to do, she said, was remarry. When she was making a list of things she wanted to do, this was about the time she was dying. Uh, but I, I got a kick out of it personally where uh, people who knew her said, well, I mean, she was fat, but she was so attractive to men and so interested in men. Obviously, she had cross-cultural charms. Uh, she just exuded woman is another quote. But, but uh, she never gave up on life. Never. This is the key thing. Never. So you knock her down, she came right back. Yeah, she's off she here to yeah the Frida Kahlo Museum. She was great. Oh, the arts and crafts side of her. She was a lover of, she was an aesthetic. And, you know, this textile thing, she was trying to help the women make a living at the crafts, the work that yes. they did so well. Yeah. She's always, uh, Barack describes her as always buying a new scarf or finding a new color. She obviously was, uh, what's that guy a word? Uh, you know, she was a life force. Uh, and the pictures of her with Barack are, uh, heartbreaking. Uh, a few people, I think, have been dismissive because she sent him off to her parents. At one point in Indonesia, she didn't think he was getting enough education, so she sent him to live with her mother and father in Hawaii to to uh, get a... Uh, well, he, he didn't know any English. We're running out of time. Veronica's here to help me. Hey. Veronica, help me sell this book so that we get some money for KPFA. Well, actually, I just want people to think about making a contribution to this effort here. Uh, Jennifer is volunteering her time for how many years? I mean, if you break that down, um, that's really a lot of time that could translate. Jennifer could be retired on some island somewhere, but instead <laughs> she's here giving you the backstory. I've been here since 81. How long have you been here, Adam? Oh, I don't know, 49. <laughs> he came in 1949, my God. <laughs> Two years ago. The year of the ox, I know it well. So, but, but seriously, thank you so much for listening to KPFA and to Jennifer in particular. Jennifer is our treasure. And she's a national treasure as far as I'm concerned. You right, said, Jennifer? You said Adam Miller was one of well, our icons. Yes, absolutely, Adam <laughs> Miller. An icon. You want to be an icon? <laughs> Adam David Miller is an icon. Absolutely. 
And uh, it's really a pleasure to be here with both these people who've had so much experience and so much creativity that they're willing to share with us. And um, I think it's a good idea, if you are so inclined only, of course, to uh, express that appreciation by at least becoming a member of KPFA. That's 25 bucks right and there, And maybe Jennifer. getting a copy of this book, which is all about... You can get a copy of that book. And if you don't have... marriages. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have $75 <laughs> right off the bat, you can spread it out. How much is that? Like six something? Six and some change per month. See, it, we really make it easy. So we'd like you to call area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. Thank you. I think Barack Obama learned how to be a real human being from his mom. Let's face it, he says he did. He said when he wrote his autobiography, it was mostly about his absent father, but that was because that was what he, he had lost, you see. He said, if I'd known that his mother wasn't, my mother wasn't going to go on living, I, I might have written her book. Yes, yes, sir. but please do call, please do call 84... 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. And Jennifer, you mentioned that this story is second-hand, and I think that makes it all the more intriguing because, really, we live inside our heads. What else? And uh, it's the impact we have when we're out doing our thing in the world. It's most interesting, and it's really a lovely book. It has beautiful photographs, mm -hmm. and it has some... M it has an in-depth commentary. It's not superficial, would you say, Jennifer? Yeah. Oh, no, no. They're, they're so it's definitely worth reading. Yeah, most of the talk in this book is by other community organizers, which is what Ann Dunham was. Yes. She was out there, you know, helping the women in the world. She said the men, the uh, what, ruling class men, she said they thought that the uh, working women had lives like their wives, you know, and she had to convince them that... You know, uh, women in Java were having a rough time. Uh, she had to be the, what's that, um, she had to advocate for them. Yes. And I, I don't know, uh, I think this is, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, Barack Obama imprinted on this woman, on her notion of service. Uh, and uh, She not, imprinted on him. And also, she certainly created... Um, through the experiences that she created for him in his life, a most intriguing person. Yep. He said, she, he said she couldn't handle money, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no. Well, no. I guess he can't either, but I think right. Michelle can. Free spirit, yeah. So. Uh -huh. There's some good stuff in the book. I think that uh, Ann Dunham really approved of Michelle. She knew that that was the other thing. She, she was the piece missing that Barack please, please call, Adam, you want to say something? Please call, please call. Please call and subscribe at any amount that you can. 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. And Jennifer, you've got some closing remarks over here. I can tell. I feel no, it. No, I don't have a thing to say. I <laughs> know it, it that you have, to, you have to interrupt. To, if you're going to talk on my show, you've got to interrupt me. Yes, I will do that because we need people to call in. And they need to know the number. So we're so getting down to, to the wire here. Is Here's your opportunity to pledge and have it go towards yes. your appreciation of Jennifer's show. And 510 848 
5732-1800-439-5732. Thank you, callers. Thank you for expressing your appreciation. Jennifer loves you. Yes. Almost as much as you love her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't be here. No, no, though, this, this, this mom was not just holistic. She had Eastern wisdom, and you know that Barack has that Buddhist he wisdom. He's They're got still it. trying to figure him out. Well, Java, you know, they're so gracious and polite and courtly at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're realistic and grounded and good sense. He was over there for four years running in the streets with the kids. Adam he doesn't think poverty. that you know it's time to wrap it up. Jennifer. Oh, wrap it up. we got to get off here. We would not be here. We this is not. Adam David Miller. Don't miss him. Go to City College Saturday and there's a poetry festival over there. It's going to be cool and Adam's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award on Saturday at City College. Uh, this has been Jennifer Stone. And Veronica. We'll see you and next Veronica week. And Veronica Faison. And we'll be back here same time, same station with any luck <laughs> uh till then go easy and if you can't go Donate easy so we can go as back. easy as you can every friday happy endings are the rule so divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light Light them up, boys There's your picture Drop the shadows